In the previous episode, we had Alex Pavlou, aka Faction. Alex shares how he's able to find ways to monetize his passion for music. If you're wondering if it's even possible to make money from something you enjoy doing, you should check it out. Are you feeling stuck in your career and life? I'm Chris, and in 2018, I was sick of my job, I quit, and I decided to go traveling around Asia. I wanted to do my own thing. After trying lots of different business ideas and making a lot of mistakes along the way, I finally found a new path and qualified as a coach. This podcast is me documenting my journey as a coach on a mission to help you find a career that matters to you. And going beyond your career, you'll get all the tools you need to smash your personal projects too. Are you ready to close the gap on where you want to be? Let's go! On today's podcast, we have Maggie Mills joining us. I met Maggie on a career change group on Facebook, and Maggie is an advertising and publishing veteran. She's changed careers and reinvented herself dozens of times, and in 2015, she decided to plan her career around her life and not the other way around. She's now a full-time digital gypsy, as she likes to put it, and now works in the personal branding field. Hi, Maggie. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Chris. I'm delighted to be here. It's wonderful to meet you visually. I know we've chatted online, but to see you always adds another dimension. Yeah, it's always nice to meet people kind of face to face. Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about your personal branding business you're doing now? I sort of transitioned into this because I was helping businesses brand, and then the people I was meeting through business were asking me to help them as well. And personal branding basically is um, sort of a hot term right now, putting your best foot forward. And some of the things that we need to do to promote ourselves, including updating our resume, really searching our online presence and making sure that it looks professional. We recommend things like getting professional headshots, because as you know, everything is visual these days. Mm. And you're not going to be able to move your career forward if you still look like you're back in school and uh, you have lots of pictures floating around of yourself holding up beer bottles, um, (laughs) without having a professional image. I'm also working with companies to polish up the image of their key personnel Because when people are considering investing, doing business with another company, or even accepting a job with a company, they're researching that company online as well. They want to see who works there, their level of professionalism. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, it's important to definitely come across as professional and and everyone's more visible now as well. So it's all the more important. Brilliant. So what were you doing before you uh, got into the personal branding? Well, I've had a long-time career off and on with advertising, uh, marketing, and publishing. So that's where this sort of window dressing idea comes in, that you need to make it look good before you can sell it. Uh, So I bounced around there for a while. And uh, it's fun. It's a really fun business. You made the decision to make your career work around yourself. How did you know a change was required in that respect? Well, I've always looked at life as a, a smorgasbord. There's so many things out there to try. And uh, I think you mentioned in one of your podcasts about your your parents, and I'm paraphrasing, so please correct me. They, th- that generation is sort of the generation of you go get a good job, you choose a specific career, and you stay on that path. Mm. And I, I had this insatiable curiosity that began in school. And I went from one college to another college to another college, just studying the courses that appealed to me. And then I realized I was carrying that curiosity over in my work life, that I wanted to try new things. 
So I'd been working as a graphic designer and I wasn't really happy and not making a lot of money, but I was very hesitant to leave that job. And I realized that my identity was wrapped up in being a graphic designer because I had studied art in college and I had a degree in visual and performing arts. So I thought, well, I can always come back to that. Let me try something new. And that's when I transitioned to sales. And in sales, I was compensated with commission. And that was a very exciting idea because when you're, when you're salaried or an hourly worker, no matter how hard you work, you're getting that same amount of money. Hmm, that's a cop. Heart, yeah. yeah. You put your heart and soul into a project and the person at the table next to you is getting paid the same for slacking off. So when I discovered commission sales, I went, oh, I like this. It was equity between my effort and my reward. Okay. That's interesting. You talk about your identity was wrapped up as a designer because when I was an engineer, I felt that when I was looking for new opportunities, because I was an engineer, I was only looking for other engineering roles when really I wanted to try something different. You made the sales aspect work for you. Mm -hmm. What happened after that? Well, I liked working in that capacity because in the type of uh, sales I was doing, all of my time was my own. I could make my own schedule, work as much or as little as I wanted. And then later, I found that type of position was very helpful when I was a single mother because it freed up my schedule to spend more time with my child. I could pick him up from school. I could volunteer as a class mother. I could go on the field trips. So the the flexibility was wonderful. Brilliant. Going on to your personal branding business in 2015, what was the hardest part about making the transition? Well, at that time, I'd landed a job at an ad agency that I loved. I I felt very fulfilled. I was very busy. It it appealed to my, my high energy personality. I got fired. So I went out that night and I had a little cocktail and I felt sorry for myself for about five minutes. And the next day I decided I'm I'm launching my own business. I was very fortunate because I was fired. I qualified for unemployment payments. And so I took advantage of a lot of college level classes. I studied web design, Photoshop, HTML. And when I took all of those classes, they said, since you've actually shown an interest in employing yourself, we have a program to teach you how to be an entrepreneur. And I signed up for that as well. So your question was about the the biggest challenge. And I think it was getting over the fear factor that I would be able to support myself Mm. And, and my child. And I, I have to say, because I was forced into the position, I, I didn't consider the option of failing. I have to do this because we have to eat. And I enjoyed it in the process. So that was part of the success. And so when I went through the entrepreneurship class, I realized I was not interested in any type of brick and mortar business, that I wanted a very, very low overhead and that's when I chose to tailor, I will do what I can to earn a living that I can do with a laptop and a cell phone. And that's all I have. I don't have a filing cabinet. I don't have a fax. A lot of people would like to be in that situation where they're not confined to an office or a desk and mm-hmm. have a bit more freedom in where they work. So what has been the best part about getting this personal branding business off the ground? Uh, travel. 
I love to travel. So in 2015, oh, this has you know, gone on for several years and I've had jobs and freelance, but I've been completely freelance and uh, digital since 2015. And that year I decided I'd always wanted to drive across the U.S. And I, I thought there's, there's, there's never a right time for this. You know, do I have enough money? Can I afford to, you know, mm-hmm. and I decided, you know, I may not have this opportunity again. Do it now. It's the worst that can happen. So I packed up two bags in the back of a Jeep. And the day I left, my, my son and I, Griffin, and I had lunch together. And he said, okay, well, I want to be able to keep track of you. So you're going to start an Instagram so I started Instagram so he could track me across the country and make sure that I hadn't been eaten by wolves or, you know, hijacked or anything. And the great thing I noticed about Instagram was I would drive for hours and not know where I was. And I would stop and post something to Instagram. And I thought, oh, my gosh, it's, it's, po- it's showing me the options. Is that where I am? <laughs> <laughs> I stopped coming back across the country and visited friends and made new friends. Um, so I recommend doing these road trips to anyone. And, and now we try to do a trip every year. And were you working as a freelancer during the trip as well? Yes, I worked the whole time on this trip. And so was my friend who, who joined me for part of this trip. We, we were both working that way. And it was, where's the signal? You know, and I'm hanging out the side of the car trying to get a good signal. We would work from campsites and truck stops and beaches and um, oh, wow. all over the place. I like the sound of that freedom. It sounds really nice. So what advice would you be able to give others considering a career change based on, on your journey as a, a freelancer? My advice is not all of us are cut out for this. Uh, I certainly would never want to push someone into it because some of us want more security and more structure. But if you feel very called to have this type of experience and change up your job, and you know, you don't have to travel and try to work from campsites like I did, you can just go to another structure and change jobs or get out of the path that you're in. My advice is try it. You will regret not trying it more than you will regret giving it a chance. And that everything is temporary. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Go on to something else. Try something new. Did I hear you say that when you decided to separate from your employer, you had a discussion and they told you you were welcome to come back? I was very nervous about handing in my notice. But then when I had the conversation with them, they did offer to take me back. And that did give me a sense of something to fall back on. I think that's what you do have when you have an established career up to this point is that you do have it to fall back on and it is worth trying something new, like you say. Mm-hmm. And, and say yes to the unexpected. If it sounds interesting, give it, give it a shot and don't feel like you have to follow that one path because you spent all that money on your education. I have a painting degree. I'm not, I'm not doing a lot of oil paintings for people these days. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, a lot of people are doing, you know, that side hustle. They, they wind up making a career out of four or five side hustles. Personal branding is just one aspect of what I do because yeah. it's so heavily marketing. But I also work as a, as a ghostwriter. I write a lot of online content for people. So that aspect also gives you a little bit more security. If you have several things that you can do, especially now, for instance, 
Yesterday, I temporarily, I hope, lost one of my major long-term clients. We've been working together for decades, and they informed me, look, we're just not going to send you any work for the next two months. But thankfully, because I, I have a number of things I can do, mm. I go into immediate panic thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to be eating cat food out of a can <laughs> and I'm going to lose my home. That's uh, really good advice. And so you mentioned that some people do like security and structure. Mm-hmm. What about after this podcast, they feel a bit more inspired about trying to venture into the freelancer world or try their hand at different things? What advice would you give? Well, do a little virtual exploring first. You know, I, I think the, the group where you and I met, that midlife career change, and there are lots of groups out there. Start searching for groups and join them. Listen to what other people are doing. Or if you happen to know someone, reach out to them and ask them about their experience. I believe that uh, most, pe- most, most humans are really nice and helpful and they like sharing their knowledge. Um, and they, they want to tell you what it's all about and share their career experience. So there's nothing better than talking to someone who's already there. It will either super encourage you and you can't wait, and maybe you're going to take another cat class to try it out or when you hear what it's really like. And this happened to a friend of mine. She was studying fashion design mm. and she got a summer internship working in New York City in fashion. And um, she saw what it was like and she said, you know what, this is not going to work for me. She, uh, she shifted then instead of spending an entire career in something that she really didn't like. I think it's important, like you say, just to speak to other people. And if you find that it's not for you, then at least you found uh, something that isn't for you and you can move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with moving on. You, you know, don't, don't stick with a, a, a mistake because you took a lot of effort to make it in the first place. Mm. <laughs> Another friend of mine decided she wanted to open a retail shop. And she did a lot of research, uh, looking for locations and getting stock ready. She was very serious about it. Did, did wonderful research into it. And when it came time to pull the trigger and sign the lease, she stopped right then and there. And she said, you know what? I'm not seeing everything fall into place the way I need it to. And despite the fact I spent the last year on it, I could spend the next five years completely panicked about this. So I'm going to stop now. Mm. There's, there's no problem. She went on to something else. Yeah. That's it. It's not seeing it as a loss, but seeing it as a kind of learning as well. So thanks for your time, Maggie. It's been great chatting and hearing some insights about how you got your personal branding business off the ground and and your journey as well as as a freelancer and across the States as well. I think it's inspiring for people that fed up of the corporate world and (laughs) something different. So um, Maggie, where can our listeners find more information about your personal branding? Oh, well, they're welcome to join our group. And I know you're a member too. So we'll be seeing each other there more often. It's a Facebook group and search for personal branding for career advancement. Or they can check my website, maggiemills.com, M-A-G-G-I-E-M-I-L-L-S.com. I'll put the links in the description as well so people can click through. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Thank you. And I really admire what you're doing to try to create a community for people who are interested in this, because that is, um, that's a big help. You know, we're all in this together. We can share our experiences. Mm. And it's especially good that 
it welcomes people from all different types of vocations because you might want to switch vocation. Definitely. Having gone through my own career change, feeling like I was kind of stuck in one career path because that's what I studied and then ended up working in, I can relate to a lot of people going through that as well. So yeah, hopefully help them find more rewarding work. Thanks for your time, Maggie. Thank you. It was delightful talking with you. In the next episode, I'll bring on another special guest to help you on your career change journey. Thanks for listening to the You in 5 Years podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to the show, hit subscribe. And if you're feeling really generous, leave a five-star review. I read all the reviews and it will massively help to grow the podcast. Keep moving forward, guys. Until next time.